Welcome to Liberate Your People Pleaser. You might be a people pleaser if you tend to feel guilty when you do actually have the nerve to say no, if you tend to prioritize other people's wants and needs, even at your own expense, you tend to keep your mouth shut and not rock the boat, and you feel like it's never your turn. Well, I am here to tell you that it is your turn now and you are in the right place at the right time being exactly who you are because there's nothing wrong with you. People pleasing is just a habit that we get into to cope with various things that at one time in our life were way too stressful to deal with. And so much like a class clown will learn to tell jokes, we learn to please other people. And I say we, because I have been there. So I am here in this podcast every week as your guide to an inner journey of liberation. Join me for this next episode of Liberate Your People Pleaser. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Liberate Your People Pleaser. I want to talk to you today about my coaching process I call the Solve It Method. I want to break it down for you here so that you get a really great overview, and I'll give you two different examples that I've used with clients recently that I think really help uh, show you, demonstrate to you how this model of working with an issue works. So it has, the solvent method has four components of four elements to it. You could think of it as four windows to look at your problem through, okay? Because if we think of a house, even if you're looking into the same room uh, from four different windows that are, say, outside the house, the, the view of that room changes a little bit. So with each of these lenses, it's not a hierarchy where you start with one, two, three, four, you know, um, they don't exactly build on each other. Each one informs the other. So it doesn't really matter which one you enter in on, um, but only that you use all four of them because they all four interconnect. And the way to sort of take the inner journey to really get to the core of an issue or what's really going on that is creating a disturbance on the surface in some sort of condition in your life is to deal with all four of these aspects of whatever's going on or whatever is not working. So I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna use two examples to go through these four elements. The four elements, so you know what they are, are desire, action, thoughts, and feelings. So those are the four ways we're gonna look at whatever's going wrong. I'm gonna give you two situations I've coached people through recently. And one is a very tangible, she wanted a new job. Wanted, just wanted to up-level her career. The other one, so that's, you know, think of that like if you're, you've got a relationship that's gone south, you think you need to get a divorce, you, you know, want to start dating again, you, you know, want the new job, you want to start a business, you want to move to a different place, you want to set a boundary with a relative or, you know, somebody in the workplace or something, these kinds of tangible externals. You want to make more money. You want to, you know, start going to the gym or eating more healthy or whatever, those, those kinds of tangible things where you're frustrated or angry. That's the quote unquote problem. Okay. Because 
you're angry or frustrated with it because whatever's happening is not working for you. It's not, it's showing you that frustration, that quote unquote problem is there as a way to sort of wave its own red flag and say, hey, this needs to be looked at. Look at me, look at me. I want some attention. Something's not in alignment here. That's the whole reason we have things come up, whether they look like they're coming from an external source or we know they're coming from something inside, like the other issue I worked with a client on recently was she felt very disorganized, just very disorganized in her life. So that kind of created a lot of chaos. And um, she was just really irritated and frustrated with herself that she was that way, right? Because it's not like she wasn't smart enough to realize that there are people who are organized. And if she was organized, it would make her life a lot simpler, but she had this big resistance, a lot of emotion around it. So that's how, you know, if you don't have emotion around it, it, that's, you know, troubling you, if it doesn't feel like a problem to you, then you don't need to put it through the solve it method. We're not trying to work with things we feel great about. We're working with things that we're challenged by. So I'm going to start today with desire, okay? I'm going to go through them from desire to action, thoughts, and feelings. But again, we could do it anyway. We could start with the thoughts, that we could go to the desire, we could go to feelings, we could go to action. It doesn't matter which way you go through them. But to help sort of teach it to you, and this is what I created a digital program for this. So this is a really great, you know, being on the podcast, it's free, it's accessible to anybody. Share it with anybody you think it will help uh, because I haven't found the issue that this has not resolved. Uh, So I I believe so deeply in this process and it was really just born out of my own issues that I was facing and how to resolve them. And then I started realizing there was a pattern, there was a method to my madness and I was doing it with clients too. And I hadn't really realized that. And so it kind of all came together for me in a very natural and organic sort of way. And now I can articulate it as these four components, you know, looking at your issue through those four pieces and how they're impacting it is what takes us to the freedom of knowing whatever needs to happen next. You know, how do we need to address it? What needs to be looked at? What needs to be changed or shifted or whatever it is, or let go of or whatever. So let's dive into it. So we have, I have the one client who wants a new job. Now the quote unquote problem she was having, the reason why she brought it to our session was because she realized as much as she wanted this new job, she was not being, you know, consistent with taking action towards it, like updating her resume and really looking for things that would suit her. It was sort of an executive level um, position she was looking for. So they're not a dime a dozen, you know, in her industry, she needed to go find those opportunities to submit that resume to and all that, but she wasn't really doing that. Lots of distractions and things like that, that kept her from doing that. So I was very clear once we talked for a little bit that the new position, a higher level position was truly a desire for her that, you know, she just, she loved the job she had. She was making decent money, but she knew she had more in her, so to speak. Okay. And that felt very true to me. Like I can pick up on the energy when I'm coaching people, you know, if they're avoiding something and just trying to make it sound good, or, you know, it feels real true for them. So that felt very clean and true. 
So, and we knew that her action wasn't being consistent with that. So we saw that the action is a lot of times where we can self-identify we have a problem. Either we're not taking action that is consistent with what we say we want. We've all done that a million times. Uh, Or we're taking the action and it's not working. It's not effective, I guess is maybe the way I'll say that. So we'll seek a solution to that. And if we only go to that, those solutions won't stick because we haven't dealt with the other two pieces, which are our thoughts and feelings. And this is why so often affirmations don't work because they're a thought, I'm healthy, I'm healthy, I'm healthy, but there's not a feeling that matches it. Then there's not action that matches that. Maybe there's not even a desire that matches that. Um, So we have to go through all four of these, whether they feel like maybe they necessarily apply or not, they all apply to everything. So with this client, what we discovered was that she had a lot of thoughts that were derailing her thoughts that she should just be happy where she is, that she's, you know, should be grateful for the things she has. Then there, we got from that into a little bit of feeling undeserving. Maybe she's being greedy. So these are very typical things, especially when we're people pleasers, especially as women to think we're wanting too much. We've set our sights too high. Who do we think we are to get that C-suite job or something like that. And so she was, her thoughts were derailing. They were creating resistance to that action because we won't be able to consistently take action where we have thoughts that are in opposition to it. Okay. The thoughts will just end up winning out. That's the way the mind is. That's why we have to be so careful with it. That's why mindset work is so, so, so important. And for a long time, the first few years of my coaching career, I really just described myself as a mindset coach because mindset is so much of everything. Um, it's There's more to sustainable transformation than just mindset, which is why I love the solvent method because it creates, you know, the alignment of all four of these is what creates that consistent forward motion, that evolution into a new version of ourselves. But anyway, so we had to work with those thoughts. Now, along with thoughts always come feelings. Thoughts and feelings are so close together, you can hardly tell them apart, okay? Because as soon as you have whatever comes first, the chicken or the egg, it doesn't matter. As soon as you have a thought, you have a feeling that matches it. As soon as you have a feeling, you have a thought that matches it. So as soon as she starts having these thoughts of, maybe I don't really deserve this, maybe I've set my sights too high, I should be happy with what I have, there are these thoughts then of diminishment, Sometimes that will just show up as sadness or disappointment. It is definitely self-judgmental, self-critical, all thoughts around imposter syndrome. That's what all of that is, okay? It's negative self-talk. It's negative thoughts that then create feelings. And the combination of those thoughts and feelings can feel absolutely true, okay? They can feel like, That's the truth, but they aren't, okay? And I think just the very last episode 
of Liberate Your People Pleaser was about whether or not you're being authentic or whether you're in a conditioned way of being. Because when we are conditioned over and over, we've adopted this, I need to just keep myself where I'm at, be happy where I'm at, not you know push too much, not be too much, all those things. We can do that for so long, it feels like who we are. It feels like we are a way that we have just conditioned ourselves into being. We've just been it for so long. It feels like the truth, but it's not. Our authentic self wants to, you know, sing from the rooftops and have purple hair or whatever. And so digging into our thoughts and our feelings is really a deep exercise, which is why I, it's why I packaged uh, three sessions. You can add on three coaching sessions, private coaching sessions when you purchase the Solvent Method digital program, because the Solvent Method digital program will teach you this process. I've got videos, I've got worksheets, all that great stuff. So you can do it yourself. You know, you're going to be able to do it yourself a little bit just from this podcast. But to dive in deeper, if this resonates with you, then I would dive in deeper and take the digital course. On top of that, I would probably dive in deeper and add on those three sessions of one-on-one coaching because working through this process with me, where I will be able to see the things that you can't see because they're unconscious for you, they're in your subconscious. We all have our own blocks where we can't see things. It's harder to unravel our own things. Whereas when I'm listening to you, when I'm reading your energy, it's not hard for me to see. Now, of course, I don't assume I know more than you. I'll bounce it off of you. And if it resonates, then we know. If it doesn't, you say so. No big deal. We move, you know, we move on until we find it. But adding one-on-one coaching to the Solve It Method digital program is just, you know, puts it on steroids. You'll just move a lot faster and a lot easier. There's just no reason to have to do it on your own. Um, But if you want to just try it that way, just do it. You know, I'd rather have you do that. Just get the digital program and start practicing it yourself. And then you can add on the coaching later if you want. So we get through, we find those judgmental thoughts. We know when we're in diminishment and self-judgment and self-criticism. That is not our truth, okay? Our truth knows on the one hand that we have limits, right? I am not good at everything. My truth doesn't think I can do everything and I know everything and, you know, all that. It's not arrogance. Your truth is not arrogance. Owning what you are fantastic at and what you want is not arrogance, okay? That's truth. That says, no, you know what? I do deserve it because I want it and I know I can do it. I know I can do that higher level executive um, position. If I need to go learn a new skill or whatever, I can do that. I'm totally open to that. And I am grateful for all the things I have. And that doesn't stop me from wanting more. So, you know, nobody judges the grass for wanting to grow more. Couldn't it just be happy at three inches? You know, we wish it would for the lawn mowing part of it, right? But no one judges nature for always wanting more. Nature is always growing. Even when it's completely destroyed, a new seed will sprout. But with humans, we tend to get, some people especially, get very judgy about it. And as people pleasers, we're extra sensitive to being diminished and having that sort of being put in a box, limited, um, based on other people's opinions of what we can be, can't be, should be, shouldn't be. So 
we had to work on those thoughts and feelings. One of the quickest ways I can tell you to um, work with your thoughts is to just ask yourself, is that thought, I don't deserve more, we'll just take that one, or I'm not good enough. That's one pretty much all of us have sooner or later in at least one area of our lives, if not many. Is that really true? 100%, I can prove it in a court of law, I'm not good enough. Well, no, that's not true. You know, you may have things that you're not good at, you know, I'm not good at repairing things like mechanical things. I I suck at fixing anything. (laughs) So I'm no good at that but I am good enough. I have everything I need to do what I need to do in the world. And yes, I may need to pay for a class, take a training, hire a coach, whatever, to bring those gifts and talents out of me. But I had them, you know, I don't give to anybody in a coaching session, anything they don't already have. All I'm doing is helping them find what's already there within them. So that's just a quickie way to uh, interrupt a thought is to be like, now, wait a minute. Is that really hundred percent? I can only answer yes or no. True. Only answer yes or no. There's no qualifiers. Well, I wasn't good enough when I did that, but I was good enough at that. No, no, no. Then you're just good enough. Okay. The mind wants to fuck with you on all kinds of different ways, (laughs) shapes and forms. So it just make yourself go to that Is it absolutely only yes or no? Because as soon as you can start to feel that, no, that's not true. I am good enough. Then you can bring those feelings along with them because you can't leave your feelings over there and not good enough. You have to then go, okay, wait a minute. When I feel like I am good enough, what does that feel like? Oh yeah, I remember. And you think of an accomplishment or something you had. You're like, oh yeah, I remember how that felt. Oh, that felt so good. You know, and then you conjure up the feelings that match that empowered thought. Okay. So now let's take it through. So, you know, the client did that and then it was easy. She got her resume. Uh, Not only did she get her resume updated and start looking for opportunities within, I don't know, I want to say a month. It wasn't very much time. She had the new job and it is her absolute right now dream job. And when she grows out of that, if she wants to move on, she'll find another dream job. But That's the way it works. But we had to get all four of those. It's not about just looking at the action piece and me coaching her on, okay, so make yourself a goal, put it in your calendar. You're going to spend one hour Tuesday updating your resume. You know, it's not so many coaches and, and we ourselves will get hung up on the action piece and like, oh, well, that's where the problem is. I'm just not doing the thing. So I just have to go make myself get to the gym three times a week or make myself, you know, whatever, eat cabbage all day. I don't know. Um, But that's if we don't deal with the thoughts and the feelings and whether or not it's a desire. Now, in this case, it was, but I've had plenty of clients who were having troubles working towards their quote unquote goal. And that's because it wasn't really something they wanted to do. As people pleasers, again, it's super easy for us to adopt the desires of somebody else, especially somebody, you know, a spouse or family members or kids or whatever that they want for us or they want to do and we glom onto it as if it's our own desire. And so sometimes not being able to take action takes us to, wait a minute, maybe this desire actually isn't even mine or I've outgrown it or something. So again, they all interconnect. Now I want to take you to 
the client who just felt who was disorganized and was upset about that. So because that's a little less tangible, like a job. And so I want to show you how this still works on sort of an, a more internal issue. So she wants to be more organized. She's pissed because she's making the list. She's done her color-coded, you know, notebooks to take notes in, you know, different categories and different colors so she can find them later, but none of that's working because she just grabs whatever notebook's available. She's not really doing the things on her list. And every time she looks at the list or look at, looks at those notebooks or other things, systems, you know, she's tried to set up to organize herself. Um, she just gets into self-judgment. So there's a clue right there. When we do these things to try to create action that would support what we say we want, and they're not working, then something is up about that. It's either not a desire or we've got thoughts and feelings that are, um, you know, getting it off track, that are derailing it, short-circuiting it. It's not, so to just go tackle the action, what we think of as, oh, I'm just not making lists right. I just need a better way to do, I need a better system. I need a better, we go to that action. It's like, oh, well, that's the problem. And so I've got to address that, but it doesn't work unless we address these other things or it doesn't stick, right? Like I might really be really good on my list for a few days or a week or something, or I might be really good at getting to the gym for a day <laughs> or a week or so, but I can't keep it up because until we get the thoughts and the feelings in alignment, that action won't be able to follow through. And unless we're working towards something that is really a desire, it won't work either. So what she found out when we went to her thoughts and her feelings was that she had been raised in a household that was very chaotic and that actually really it was not she didn't get the love she needed there wasn't even a lot of real like practical safety and security in it um and so while she's not judging her parents for that invite for that you know knowing they did the best they could do she also knows that that was very painful, very painful to her. And that the way she coped with it, you know, after we worked through this a little bit was to also just create that chaos for herself, because then it gave her her own distractions as a little girl to be distracted in her own little world, instead of all the chaos that was being created in the household. And so it gave her a little escape. And that's where always, I mean, I'm just going to say always, that's a big word, but let's at least say 99% of the time <laughs> are the things that are in our way today are things that at one time were serving us probably when we were very little children. Okay. It was serving us to be in chaos because it was a great distraction from all the chaos around us to be the class clown, because if I kept my parents laughing, that made me feel good. And I got to feel a little love. It dropped some of the chaos for a minute. And so now that's what I am. Only what's happening is in my career, in my relationships, my habit of always creating this distraction of humor and not taking things seriously is not helping anymore. You know, it's being, it's becoming a problem or, um, Shutting down is another big one for people pleasers or being the peacemaker, you know, so we move into that 
And that's great. It was super great as a child. Okay. Hooray for all these coping strategies. When we were children, we needed them. They served us. But at some point they start to get in our way. All my fixing people and creating harmony means I'm keeping as an adult, I'm keeping my mouth shut so that I don't upset other people. And that's not serving me. So how do I deal with that? You know, so you could take something as sort of maybe elusive feeling as that I'm shutting down and I don't want to, that's my problem. Now let's put that through the solvent method. Again, it works for everything from needing a new spouse <laughs> to needing to not shut down. It works. So we worked on her thoughts. Then she started to realize that sort of for her, the opposite of chaos was relaxation. And what she was really running from was being relaxed because if she was relaxed in her home as a little girl, that would not have been very helpful to her because there was so much uncertainty and chaos and stuff going on. So she starts, so she learned to use that chaos to keep her out of relaxation. Well, now as an adult, of course that doesn't serve her. And so the chaos gets fueled by that avoiding relaxation. So we go to the feeling of relaxation, the thoughts of relaxation. I can enjoy myself. I don't have to, I can be at ease. I can be at peace. I don't have to stay in this disorganization, stay in chaos. I, you know, that's not the only choice for me. We start lining up these thoughts and feelings that will support her being able to relax. And then from there, we figure out what the real issue of disorganized is, how organized in if she, once she gets to this place of relaxation and she can allow that in her life and she's realizing there are times she relaxes, she just doesn't identify it as that. We all, we all do these same things. These are universal ways of coping. Okay. So you have some, your words might be different than relaxation and chaos or being disorganized, but it's a feeling state that has thoughts with it, lots of thoughts of diminishment, lots of self-judgment when she's being disorganized. You know, she doesn't, she's late a lot. She's doing something wrong or it wouldn't be so hard. Other people are organized. Why can't she be, you know, lots of judgment. Again, when we're in judgment and diminishment and self-criticism, we are not in our truth. Once I got her to thoughts about allowing herself to relax, that she's safe. You know, she doesn't live with her parents anymore. She's a grown ass woman. And so she's safe in her own environment. She doesn't need that coping strategy anymore. She can rest, relax. We thought of times that she's already experienced that again, naturally in her day-to-day life, she's just not identified it. She's not become conscious of it. And once she could start to connect to that, then she starts to relax. Then we go back to the desire. Is there really a desire to be organized or, you know, like it's a spectrum, of course, right? All things are. So you don't, you're not just either organized or not organized. It's the spectrum of how organized are you? And so where is she going to really want to be? And then how does she want to do it? So that'll take a little playing with. And again, that's why coaching is so great because you can try stuff and come back and then I can find where maybe there's a little grain of a thought still left that's derailing something. You know, it's just a great little process and it's so much easier. It's like working with a personal trainer at a gym. If my form is a little bit off, which is actually hurting 
you know, could be hurting my body, but I don't even know that because I don't, I can't put that together. And I can't even see when I'm exercising myself that my form is a little bit off, but you put a personal trainer in the room and they can look at you in two seconds, go, Oh, well, you need to get your arm a little over there. And then, and then all of a sudden my, you know, the small of my back doesn't hurt anymore. You know, so if that's what a coach does for you that, well, that's what I do. Not all coaches do that. That's what I do. I'll stick to that. Um, So we worked her through that process. So she comes out of it being able to allow herself to relax and then find her desire in the spectrum of organized for what she wants to do because her authentic self has a sort of natural set point, I'll say, for how organized she needs to be to to be comfortable in that. And she can't find that. If I were to go right there, that wouldn't work because she won't be able to find that until she can experience the relaxation that will start to break that habit of creating the chaos to avoid the relaxation, which before our session, she didn't even connect those two. So we all have things like that where one is feeding the other and we don't even realize it. And then we go work on whatever we think some other problem is showing up and we're missing it. That's why it doesn't work. That's why some people have been in therapy or some people have worked with coaches and it didn't work or you took digital programs or whatever and they didn't work because somewhere it was there was a missing link that didn't allow you to connect all these pieces together for the wholeness that you naturally are. And when you're in that wholeness, then it's not hard to figure out, oh, this is what I want. This is my desire. This is the action I want to start taking to make it. And then it just becomes the natural part of life that, yeah, I'm going to have to watch my thoughts and feelings along the way because I'm learning something new. I'm creating a new habit. And so the old habit that I've been doing for years and years and years is going to be want to come back. That's natural. No big deal. I know what to do with that. I know to work on my thoughts and feelings and then everything else comes back online. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. I've got a link in the show notes, of course, to the Solvent Method. So you can check that out for the digital product and adding on the coaching sessions. I hope you'll do that. This has been so effective in my own life and with all of my clients um, that it's really important to me to get it out in the world for people to be able to help themselves. So please share this episode with anybody and everybody. If you're sharing it on social media, tag me. That's always fun. I will definitely message you uh, for that. And thank you for that. And check out the digital program. So thank you for joining me for this special Solvent Method episode of Liberate Your People Pleaser. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Liberate Your People Pleaser. Here's my invitation to you. Keep loving yourself enough to stay on this inner journey of liberation. And the good news is you don't have to do it alone. None of us do. So I hope you will continue to connect with me. I would love to have you post a five-star review on whatever podcast outlet you listen to the episode on today. New episodes come out every week. You can find me on Instagram at Brenda Florida Coach, on Clubhouse as B Florida. You can click the link in the show notes for my free resources and other information 
And last but not least, you can book a connection call with me and we can explore whether or not now might be the right time and whether or not I am the right coach for you to help you on your journey of liberation. I can't wait to connect with you.